gals and non-binary pals, welcome to In the Chaos with Cal and Sarita, a podcast between two friends just trying to have it all. I'm Cal, a semi-professional homosexual, a media strategist, and an eclectic witch. And I'm Sarita. I blend the magical with the practical to create a better community for all. Each week, we'll share how we're dealing with the chaos of culture, politics, and astrology. Let's go, girls. Hi, friends. Um, It is Scorpio season. Welcome. Um, Hello. It's dark. It's moody. It's brooding. And you know what? I'm here for it. I will be listening to Adele on a loop. Oh, absolutely. I saw a TikTok that was like, Olivia Rodrigo, like had people breaking up for like an hour so that they could really like feel the intensity of her album. And Adele is about to fully have bitches divorce. Oh, she literally said divorce, babes. Like (laughs) full stop, get your set of acrylics. And dump him. Ooh. Uh, it's immediately. Just, immediately, I texted my nail tech the night before my appointment, which happened to also be when Adele first was dropping uh, some teasers of the album. And she had those beautiful, long, pointy acrylics. And I was like, look, Kate, I know that we've spent almost a year trying to rehab my natural nails. I don't care. I'm about to go get <laughs> a full fucking acrylic set. And you're going to love it. And she, it's about the aesthetic. She fully was like squiggly emoji face. And then I showed up to my appointment the next morning and she was like, so are we doing extension? Like very nervous. She was like, are we doing extensions? And I was like, no. I woke <laughs> up this morning and remembered the hell of growing out my natural stupid nails and repairing my nail bed. But... Whatever. And now you're going to brood about it all Scorpio and I'm season about it. as we deserve, as is our divine right, as the universe Absolutely. has demanded of us. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> for this month, we're going to be talking about two quite interesting Scorpios in <laughs> their own right. Um, for a Scorpio at her best, we'll be talking about the one, the only, Whoopi Goldberg. EGOT, royalty, reality, daytime television, perfection. Um, She's something else. I'm very excited to get into Whoopi at her best and also sometimes at her worst because humans are complicated. We're multifaceted. (laughs) Absolutely. And Scorpio at their worst is truly an icon. And I know what you're (laughs) thinking. That's a word for her. I know what you're thinking, Drake. Look, we thought about it, we debated it, and ultimately decided that our toxic and his feelings king has enough place in space. So naturally, we decided a real underdog and went for the one, the only, Chris Jenner. <laughs> Momager in chief. Momager in chief. Uh, she is a fascinating gal, and it's embarrassing how much about her I already knew. And, and yet, Still found some fun facts that we will get into shortly. So uh, let's dive right in. Let's start with our meat and potatoes, right? We're going to talk about just what is the vibe of Scorpio season. Um, You know, Scorpios get a lot of slander, a lot of hate. We all know that my water sign to drag through the mud is Pisces. They know what they did. (laughs) And the thing with Scorpio is as long as you're on their good side, they're fun fucking time. Yes. Scorpios are all about depth. Mm -hmm. Like they are not here for the surface superficial bullshit. And if you're willing to dive deep with them, like ride or die, in it to win it, they're fucking there. This can also create 
toxic situations and toxic relationships because you don't have, you don't need to be in everybody's business all the time, Scorpio. Um, but I've, I've talked about my grandma on the podcast before and oh, we talk yes. about her often. She helped mm-hmm. raise me and is truly a big piece of my life. She's also a Scorpio. Her birthday is the day after my wedding. Um, I'm sure she didn't have any feelings about that. Well, when we got married, we had our ceremony on the 25th, and then we had the party on the 26th, and her birthday is the 26th. And I was like, yeah, like, we'll take a moment to, like, honor your birthday, whatever, whatever. And she did the classic, no, thank you, no, thank you. I don't, it's all about you. And I was like, sure, Jan. About halfway through the party, we hadn't done happy birthday yet because I had made a playlist and it was later in the list, the Stevie Wonder happy birth. Like I had set a fucking mood and this woman has the nerve to send my mother over to me and go, your grandmother's just wondering when you plan on doing happy birthday. Wait, 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 wait. She sent her daughter to you on my wedding day she said i won't be the one delivering this absolutely not (laughs) i have people for that i fully i have a child for i have a child both of her children were there and she sent the youngest one my mother (laughs) the most reliable one let's be honest and (laughs) your grandmother just would like to know when you're going to be doing happy birthday for her so she could make sure she's ready The petty, like the fucking petty. <laughs> you know, the thing about, I, you mentioned that like Scorpios get a lot of shit. And I feel like between Scorpios and Geminis, people love to come for them. Like that they're, they, they have like a bad rap, right? And I feel like Scorpios are probably, they are like, and I think that Scorpios are like the most, um misunderstood of the zodiac yes, deeply Be- like not only because like they act like it right like they, <laughs> yeah, they very much are like it is part of their brand but also like to your point they like to go really deep like a scorpio wants to cut through the bullshit i'm thinking of one of my very best friends um who is a scorpio and one of the first she and i moved to washington dc together um and one of the you know when you moved to dc like we were both fresh out of college and networking is such a big thing you have to learn how to network and we would always gripe about like small talk her biggest thing is just like i fucking hate this shit none of this shit matters like i'm not gonna ask you about the weather and like that's what i think of when i think of a scorpio like they don't want to do this like small talk get to know you bullshit they want to get to the trauma mama like (laughs) if they've decided that they can trust you enough they're ready to get the fuck into it well and this is a test also of if they can trust you enough yeah like the type of response another story of my grandmother the first time i brought michael home to meet my family we'd been together for almost a year i'd met his family. He was coming to meet mine for Christmas. He had spent all of maybe an hour and a half around my family. Like, you know, we had literally, we had just gotten there the night before, like late, whatever. Um, And so my grandma was preparing plates for her friends, the sick and shut in, as grandmas are known to do, Mm -hmm. to deliver plates to people. And she asked Michael to help her get the like container of plates into the car. And I was like, oh, I can help. And she goes, no, I asked Michael. And I said, okay, excuse the fuck out of me. And so I'm like, whatever. So Michael goes out to the car to put the container in. And then I hear a car door closed. And then I hear the car pull off. And I still don't see Michael come in. I'm like, <laughs> fuck like is he on the phone maybe like I go look in the yard nowhere to be found car is not there I like text him I'm like where'd you go and he goes your grandma made me get in the car to help her deliver meals so they could have a little chat he comes back and he goes your grandma had a lot of questions for me but when we got out of the car she said she liked me so I think I'm okay and I was like wow you did great I didn't even have to prep you that's amazing um really I'm kind of mad at myself for not seeing that bamboozle coming (laughs) and like this speaks to the point that like a Scorpio is always playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Oh, like yes. 
<laughs> they are deeply emotionally intelligent people and they usually know what your next move is going to be before you do. Absolutely. So they are always playing a long game and they are deeply strategic when it particularly when it comes to like relationships with other people and the ways that in which they interact with other people, which like I really envy about Scorpios. I find that extremely powerful as someone who like isn't necessarily always thinking that far ahead. Um, and also, like, you know, we talk a lot about every sign has its strengths and challenges. This specific chestnut checkers is both, truly. Yes. Because yes. on the one hand, it is super helpful in being able to navigate, like, personal relationships and experiences and being able to just, like, cut to the quick and like have deep and meaningful conversations with a real ease that a lot of people can't. But it also means that they can get real fucking cerebral and manipulative. And because they're thinking about your thoughts and their thoughts and how things are going to play together and what specific type of outcome they would like to see. And therefore, what do I need to do to get you to do what I want you to do? Mm -hmm. And that cannot always be a good time and is yeah. the biggest reason as to why scorpios can get that bad rap um but to your point cal that emotional intelligence is part of what makes them such kind and like fiercely fiercely loyal people yeah uh because once they've decided you're you've passed the test <laughs> that you're in I, it yeah you're in it you're in it and don't fuck it up also. It is well, always... <laughs> I think that this is also another reason that Scorpios get a lot of flack is because, like, you know, one of the tropes is that, like, Scorpios are the bananas ex. Like, I once saw Ooh. a meme <laughs> of, like, a Scorpio, like, mailing their ex a box of razors kind of vibe. <laughs> and, like, that really gets into, like, you know, that was a situation where, like, they allowed, like, you went into the depths with them, and they allowed you Something to see those things, up. and you crossed them. That's the ultimate betrayal, and so they're gonna fuck your shit up. And to be um, clear, that crossing is not always valid, right? right? Again, strengths and challenges all around. Yeah. Emotional manipulation and abuse is very real. Mm -hmm. uh, but either way, they feel crossed. And now that they feel crossed, you need to fully understand how fucked you are. <laughs> and for that reason, a Scorpio is also who I want to have next to me in the middle of a bar fight. Ooh, mm, that's a good like, one. That is that, a good one. They're ready to go for the knees. They're ready for blood. It's over. Um, and like with like that in mind, like one of, I can't remember where I heard this. I don't know. Maybe it was Nat Geo, but like the way... <laughs> The, the symbol of Scorpio is a scorpion and the way Scorpios uh, sting. Oh, I actually think I learned this from my grandma because mm. she lives in New Mexico and yes, Scorpios. Land of scorpions. Yes, Scorpios. Wow. Scorpions. A couple scorpions have gotten in the house before. A couple of vinegarones have gotten in the house before and they look very similar. Um, but anyways, the way you know that you're actually in danger with a scorpion is it brings its tail back because that's where the stinger is, right? That's where the poison is. So it gives you a full fucking warning <laughs> that shit's about to go down. And it also is fully prepared to wreck your shit. Mm -hmm. And if you keep, if a, if a scorpion brings its tail back and you keep trying to fuck with it to get it out of the house to do whatever you're in danger girl shout out to our friend Whoopi. It's um because then without from that point as soon as they strike it's quick it's fast and they're out of there and like that is indicative of how scorpios behave again that chestnut checkers is they will give you a solid runway of warning of like you need to adjust your behavior. And if they're being toxic, you need to get out, right? Like they'll give you <laughs> a solid runway. But if you keep playing with danger, <laughs> that stinger will fucking strike and then they'll scurry away. <laughs> and 
thinking about like the imagery of the scorpion one one thing that i really truly admire about a scorpio is if they decide that they want something they're gonna get it because they are as we've said they're thinking about they're playing chess this whole time they're very cerebral they're thinking about the fourth and fifth and sixth step to come and the people's astrologer cheney nicholas um in her book you were born for this points out that scorpions they do not hunt like in the wild they wait for their prey to come to them and they don't always like they don't say yes to everything they're very strategic about the prey that they're going for you know, in the context of astrology, Scorpios are very strategic about everything and thinking about that long game. So when they decide that they want something, they're going to get it because they've already thought about the steps in which to do it. And they're willing to wait that shit out and be really thoughtful in every single one of their moves in order to get it. So, like, don't get it in a Scorpio's way. You're only going to get fucking stung. Uh, so with that in mind, now that we get the vibe of a Scorpio, good, bad, ugly, and the vibe of Scorpio season, uh, let's get into a Scorpio at their worst. You know, we're gonna just really dive in to the one, the only, Chris Jenner. Um, so everybody knows who Chris is. I'm not going to explain it. If you don't, I honestly don't know how to help you. <laughs> Let's crack into <laughs> how she is a quintessential Scorpio, truly when they're doing some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already referred to her as momager extraordinaire. That woman has been pulling the string on her strings on her family's life for forever, including her deceased husband, uh, Rob Kardashian. And so Chris is a master manipulator oh, and yes. like, uh, and again, chess, not checkers. Like I was she... going to say, talk about playing chess. Like she's been plotting like, like since those children were children, she like turned a sex tape into a multi-billion dollar franchise. Like yes. if we really, Never forget that Kim K was Paris Hilton's assistant on fucking <laughs> whatever that show was that she did with uh, Nicole Richie. Simple uh, Life. Simple Life, yeah. Yes. Uh, but also just in general, Kim was Paris's assistant. That is where Kim started. And now she is Kim Kardashian West trademark. Uh, and that is exclusively entirely because of Chris Whelan and Dylan non-fucking stop. Mm-hmm. And you're probably saying, Sarita, that's pretty incredible. What a girl boss. Absolutely not. <laughs> girl boss, actually, the correct term. I mean, girl boss, The gaslighting yes. and the gatekeeping does also, come along yes. with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the three Gs. Um, we all know Kim for her, or Chris for her iconic moment where Kim is doing, like, a very, like, seductive, I think it might even have been a nude shoot, and Chris is literally off in the side, screeching, you're doing great, sweetie. Um, which gives real, like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom vibes. Um, and this is no shade to anyone ever wanting to, like, with consent, show their body to people, right? It's the way Chris manages to insert herself into the moment to always find a way to capitalize on it. Also, master manipulator, it is a well-known allegation, conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, that uh, Chloe is OJ's child that Chris was Which having. I didn't know that, actually. I had not heard that before. Um, it's on TikTok a lot. <laughs> if you've ever been on a Confirmed. <laughs> ever just uh, been on it. And, um, okay, thank you. You made me nervous. Okay, so there's a well-known conspiracy allegation, whatever, of O.J. Simpson potentially being Khloe Kardashian's father. Um, Some of it is just, like, dumb internet bullshit slash, like, some fat phobia. Some of it is some murky timelines that Chris over the years has truly just made disappear. Like the amount of times people are like, 
it's really hard to find any information about Chris and what she was doing at this time, even though her supposed best friend was murdered, meaning that she was questioned regularly and often to figure out who could have murdered her. Interesting. Thank you for coming to In the Conspiracy with Alex Rita. <laughs> Moving on. Get ready for our spinoff series. <laughs> I'm there. Um, going back to what we were saying about our girl boss extraordinaire, the gaslighting, the way a Scorpio, again, chestnut checkers, uh, with your emotions, though, this isn't business strategy. This is your mental health and well being. The way a Scorpio at their worst, because they go deep fast and are able to see. A Scorpio at their best is able to see the emotional wounds and trauma pretty quickly, pretty early on, and then help show you the medicine that can serve that. Whereas a Scorpio, a Scorpio at their worst will exploit that shit. And gaslight you into thinking you're the fucking problem. For example, <laughs> Chris Jenner, uh, when still married to Caitlyn Jenner, uh, was feeling like their romance, their marriage was like needing a little spicing up. So Chris, without Caitlyn's knowledge, dropped a Viagra in Caitlyn's coffee. Oh my God. However, yeah, which is fucked to begin with. <laughs> that is fucked to begin with. However, her son Rob ended up picking up that coffee and then was like going on about his life because he thought it was just regular fucking coffee. He had no reason to believe that his mother would be slipping dick pills into the morning coffee. He, a few hours the later- The producers were salivating during oh God, this scene. Absolutely. Because someone could have stopped this at any moment. Uh-huh. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if a producer was like, hey, Rob, here's this coffee. <laughs> Very and classic, he, like, I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> So Rob, a few hours later, has an erection. He can't, like, is very confused. He's like, why is my dick hard? Why won't it stop being hard? What's happening to me? Am I going to die? And Chris fully said nothing. She was like, that's weird. You're acting really weird. Like, you should go to the doctor. Like, you're being so weird right now. What the fuck? Like, fully was like, you're a freak. Rob goes to his pediatrician and he was not a child, just so we're very clear. He was an adult technically, but still went to... Look, we all went to our pediatricians for a long time, okay? It's fine. Goes to the pediatrician, and the doctor is, like, asking questions, and basically they figure out he's taken Viagra, and then Rob now has to go to his mother and figure out how Viagra got into his system. And Which, Chris what really takes me out here is that... They are recording a television show. All of yes, this is bitch, on camera. <laughs> and Chris is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Fully, like, didn't apologize. Wasn't like, oh my God, it was like an accident gone wrong. Also never acknowledged to Caitlin that Chris was trying to drug her. Like, <laughs> the mental Olympics that it re is required to play chess as a sociopath. Uh -huh. Truly unmatched. Yes. yeah. Continuing with our Scorpio at her worst. Um, so there's this like false narrative within a lot of like mainstream astrology. Such an Aquarius rising. Uh, <laughs> like, mainstream astrology. Mainstream don't get us started on the capitalization of astrology. <laughs> okay, but actually don't. But get actually, me <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. That's another episode. Um, that's another episode. Uh, that Scorpios are like sex gods because they're so intense and like brooding. And like, can a Scorpio dick you down? Sure. But only because they're willing to dive deep into those emotions, which like <laughs> can really benefit the sex. Emotional manipulation at its finest, baby. There's that. I don't get why you would, Scorpio is classic. Like, I don't get why you would think that we're in a relationship. Because y'all thought Libras were bad regularly and spend all your time with me and talk to me about your childhood trauma. That's why I thought we were, you know what? You're right. I fucked up. 
Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about Drake, but again, another episode. Look, if you haven't listened to Certified Lover Boy, you are missing out. This is a direct shot at Cal. At me. She's looking um, directly at me. Cal, or not Cal, wow. Drake led with Certified Lover Boy that it was a representation of toxic masculinity. He is leaning in to the brand. And you know what? I can't quit it. <laughs> is this Drake becoming a Scorpio at not his worst? <sighs> Quite possibly. He is a father now, so you know. Grow. I guess that softens a person. <laughs> or does it? Or Different episode. <laughs> yeah. Join us next week for all of our daddy issues. Da daddy issues. Cue Beyonce. <laughs> But anyways, there is there is a narrative of Scorpios being these like sex gods. And to Cal's point, it is because of the added deep emotional layer that comes with them. And at their best, it's for beautiful, intense relationships, no matter how short or long they are. And at their worst, it is the perfect way to gaslight you into thinking that you're the fucking idiot. And in Kris Jenner's case... <laughs> specifically when it comes to this topic of sex and sexuality. We've already discussed her dropping Viagra in coffee without people's consent. And there's an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Chloe and I think Kendall, it's either Chloe and Kendall or Chloe and Kylie, one of the Jenner children, are having lunch and Chris is supposed to be joining them and she's late and she comes in a little like disheveled and they're like, what the hell is going on here? And this was after uh, Chris and Caitlin had divorced. So like Chris got on some real hot girl shit. She was having after a time. That divorce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like she was like, um, hello, single, ready to mingle. Everyone get at me. Do we know who she's guard. dated? I'm really curious to know who's Chris Jenner's most recent lovers. Have been. I don't remember her most recent was. I mean, he they've been on the show. Yeah. Um, because why would she keep anything private or secret? Uh, uh, but so Chris comes into lunch like a little sloppy and they're like, what the fuck, mom? Like, what's going on? And she goes, she fully spends so much time talking about how her and her boyfriend at the time were having a, quote, makeout sesh in the back of the car. <laughs> And, like, would not stop talking about it and, like, trying to, like, giggle, like, schoolgirl about it. But, like, you know when people are, like, clearly wanting to talk about something and trying to constantly give you an in to ask them about it so they can talk about it? Yep. And then her two children are like, we really don't want to engage in this. This is very embarrassing. <laughs> this is actually not what we wanted to have lunch And about. Chris just keeps trying to do it. I mean, like, oh, my God, like, oh, my buttons are undone. Like, we were banging out in the car. And that's what I mean by it is a fake notion that Scorpios are inherently good at sex. They just recognize sex as an emotional manipulative tool and therefore are constantly talking about it, bragging about it, discussing it. Always remember, friends, if someone is talking about sex all the fucking time, they're either not having it or it's not good. Like... <laughs> Bitches who are getting their back broke are quiet. They are tired. They are resting. They're minding their business. They're minding their business because they need to repair their back for the next <laughs> sesh. Like, I don't. <laughs> Beyonce told us when he fucks her good, she takes him to Red Lobster. She's not out in these streets running her fucking She's mouth. icing her back, ladies and gentlemen. And fueling up. For the next round on those Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I just... <laughs> I... Chris... I am unhinged. She's still one on one, folks. We thought this one wouldn't last. She's continued to be on one for the last 24 hours. Scorpio season makes me feel alive. Because finally, I'm not the pettiest bitch in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they really are so petty. Everything's so... a slight. That is the thing about the Scorpios is they do read very deeply into interactions with individual people because they're deeply emotionally intelligent. So they think that 
everything that anyone does to them was purposeful and had a meaning behind it. And they will be codifying all Correct. of it. Mm-hmm. Again, I have told Cal this before. Uh, my grandma is a teacher um, and been a teacher for 25 years. She keeps a notebook each school year in a locked drawer in her classroom where she writes <laughs> down the mistakes and failures of her colleagues, specifically the... Uh, principal like people who are higher than her and people who have crossed or wronged her and when asked about this she said well you always have to be prepared right stay ready so you don't have to get ready and I was like but prepared for what and she goes Sarita I know who can't be trusted and that means I need to be prepared for the moment that they try to do something against me Every Scorpio keeps a burn book <laughs> on their nightstand. Like easily accessible. <laughs> there's a detailed list of everyone who has crossed them and will pay for it eventually. Absolutely. It's like in the office when Ryan comes back from being on break and uh Pam says something offhanded to him and he's like in the interview and he goes, I'm keeping a list. <laughs> <laughs> A list of people who have wronged me. And Pam just made the list. <laughs> That's some Scorpio shit. I don't really want to see what... Actually, I'm very curious to see what Chris Jenner's list looks like. <laughs> it's just Scott Disick and now Kanye. Like, <laughs> the way this woman is so fucking disrespectful to Lord Disick, who, to be clear, does not deserve respect, no. but is the father of her grandchildren and was in a relationship situationship with her child the disrespect she has always given scott because she has always said you ain't shit and you ain't ever gonna be shit yeah and i gotta respect that again we said scorpios because they like can cut through all the bullshit once they've decided that they are for you or against you that is it there's no coming back from it. There's no changing their mind. There's no one doing it. Like that is also the toxic trait of a Scorpio is like one misread in a situation could have you cut out of a bitch's life. Yep. Like when my grandma didn't talk to me for two weeks because I told her I was going to college in California. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, if you hate it here so much, you can leave. And I did and stayed at my best friend's house for like three days to prove Showed a point. her. <laughs> Again, no longer the pettiest bitch in the room. <laughs> the thing about Scorpios, too, is that while being very emotionally intelligent, they can also just say, like, fuck your feelings. Like, I don't yes. care. Which, thank you, brings me to my final point of Chris Jenner, a Scorpio at their worst so in another episode of keeping up with the kardashians because that's where all of our intel comes from because they i mean it's on blast. like thank you thank you thank you um so kim was talking about how and we all publicly saw rob kardashian go through what looked like a depressive episode i mean could you imagine being in that family and not <laughs> coping with mental illness But anyways, Rob's been going through some shit and he is seemingly starting to kind of get through the fog a little bit. And so Chris is sort of like, look, I want to help Rob in the same way that I have helped all you bitches. She's talking to the three main girls. Um, So like, I'm going to buy Rob a house so that he can have his own place, his own space and feel like an adult, which in the world of Kris Jenner, what is buying a house? Yeah, it's like... like it's like giving Someone your kid a one. 20, like <laughs> right. buy yourself something cute. Um, and Kim and Chloe in particular are like really going in on Chris of how she's enabling Rob and she shouldn't be doing this and da 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 da. And the way Chris looked Kim in her fucking eyes and said, We all make mistakes. Don't people deserve forgiveness? And then she says, married for 72 days like that's normal <laughs> referring to kim's failed marriage to chris humphreys that lasted for all of 72 fucking days and the way this woman dragged her child on national television to the depths of hell hell right before our eyes she said you're gonna question me <laughs> i think we'll talk about God. your judgment kimberly Let's- 
Kimberly, let's play a game. <laughs> Kim's always fucking playing games with these bitches. Oh, and Chris is always saying, I'm the winner, bitch. <laughs> so again, as we've said, a Scorpio, because they don't fuck around with bullshit, because they don't fuck around with small talk, for better or for worse, know your deepest pain points. Mm. Scorpio at their best, again, is there to help you see them, feel them, move through them. They're willing to ride through the dark night of the soul with you. A Scorpio at their worst, however, is holding it in their back pocket to throw it in your fucking face and make you look dumb. And that's what I love about them. (laughs) (laughs) Even a Scorpio at their worst is admirable. Look, you got to respect the game. It might be toxic and and problematic as fuck, but you got to respect the game. (laughs) Um, Chris Jenner, momager in chief. Momager in chief. Icon Scorpio at their worst. <laughs> um, for Scorpio at their best, uh, a similar icon in different ways, Miss Whoopi Goldberg, um, has been entertaining us literally forever. Um, one of <laughs> when I think of Whoopi Goldberg, the thing that I think about is this incredible line from an interview that she did with the New York Times Magazine in 2016 that has had, like, a couple of lives on the internet, too. Um, but it's essentially... The quote is... She she was, um, in this interview, talking to the interviewer about relationships. Whoopi's been married three previous times and has also, you know, had numerous, like, public relationships, including with one, uh, Ted Danson. Um, and, you know, in... in uh, the the interviewer asked her, you know, do you want to get married a fourth time? And she said, I don't want somebody in my house. <laughs> I don't want to get married. She literally said, marriage is a round peg and I'm a square hole. It's just not going to work. The self-awareness. <laughs> when further asked about her previous marriages, she said that she didn't think that she actually loved any of the men she had previously been married to. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Which I have no choice but to just applaud a woman who has decided that she knows what she wants and that's all she's going to be doing. I respect she, that. It's called like, boundaries. She got through three marriages and she said, actually, I didn't enjoy any of that. I'm not doing it ever again. The definition of insanity is doing the same shit, expecting a different outcome. And Whoopi said, not today, Satan. So like, once again, Scorpios, once they decide that they want something, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to get. And they're not going to hear anything outside of it. Um, She, I mean, look at her fucking career. She's one of the few living EGOTs for Christ's sake, which if you don't know what EGOT stands for, it stands for Emmy... Uh, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, um, which are... Do we want to talk about Whoopi's EGOT? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know that much. Like, I don't know what what each of the awards were for, but you should dive in, yes. Uh, her Emmy, The View, her Grammy, a comedy album, I think from, like, the 90s. That, yeah. Um, her Oscar... Is it Sister Act? No, it Ghost? wasn't Sister Act. No, fuck. I used to have this memorized. This is very embarrassing for me. Um, <laughs> as someone from the industry, Serena. <laughs> uh, you mean as someone who's been obsessed with Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> that too. <laughs> Please, be sensible. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, her... Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, so she did get an Oscar for Ghost and also the color purple. That's what I was. Trying oh to say. yes, duh! How could we forget the color and purple? Jesus. Duh. Um, and then her Tony is for actually one of my favorite musicals, Thoroughly Modern Millie. It's dumb, it's stupid, <laughs> but it's super cute and fun. And Whoopi got a Tony for that. I love that. And like, truly, Whoopi said, "I want to be the best. I'm going to will. be the best." And like. Also stunning that she got her Oscar for The Color Purple, which was kind of like her breakout. She'd been acting and in comedy for a little while, but The Color Purple was really what put her on the map, followed by Ghost, then followed by Sister Act and Sister Act 2. 
um, and several other you back know, in the films habit. and such. Back in the ha- right, yes. Um, <laughs> and like the ability for her to say, like, set her sights on something. She was playing a long game the whole time. You don't get an egot overnight. She did that over her entire career, over decades worth of work. Um, so like she truly does exemplify not only someone who's like not gonna do anything that they don't want to do per Scorpio, but also like she's playing chess around these bitches. And like I think about her as a host on The View. She's been on The View since 2007 for 14 fucking years. Um, she replaced which like Rosie I didn't O'Donnell. realize it was that long. Yeah, yeah. She came on after Rosie O'Donnell exited The View, and she's been putting up with bitches like um, Megan McCain and who's that other blonde bitch who was Fuck on that a bitch. Her, uh, <laughs> I, the other Republican. Yeah. Like, she's been running circles around these women for 14 I, years on daytime television. I watched a supercut a while ago of all the times Whoopi had checked a bitch on The View, and the joy it brought me, because <laughs> she does it in such a cool, subtle way. And by right. cool, I mean, like, calm, collected. I mean, yes. it, it is cool. But, like, like in a very understated, and this is very true of Scorpios, they do not need to get loud. They do not need to get Correct. big. Yes. Like, right, like, a fire sign angry is about to pop the fuck off. A yep. water sign angry about what water does in an undercurrent, Right. And so she, it's always this like stealth move and you just watch the fucking egg on their faces. Uh-huh. And it's so satisfying. It really fucking is. Like, once again, she's playing chess around all these bitches. And um, I just, you can see it in her eyes in the view. <laughs> like, she, to your point, like, she's not the one She's she doesn't start it, but she's gonna fucking finish it, Absolutely. kind of thing. Um, she um, one of my other th- favorite things about Whoopi that feels like deeply Scorpio vibe is she actually lives in fucking New Jersey. Like she lives in West Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> so weird. And she said, and she's lived there for years. Um, and she said that she moved there to be outside in private, like. She does not want to be seen or perceived by a fucking soul unless she's decided that they can. And, like, that also feels deeply, like, Scorpio to me in that, like, you know, she feels a lot. Um, and she's not trying to share that energy or dole that energy out to just, like, fucking anybody. It's not for you. No. It's not all for you. No. She's going to decide when she wants to be on, when she wants to commit energy to something, and otherwise, don't fucking bother her. Okay, Scorpio will be our peak. Do not call for me unless I send for you. <laughs> you will know if I have something to say to you. Absolutely. <laughs> um... One, you know, and like, I know we're talking about Whoopi in the context of a Scorpio at their best, but as we discussed on this show, um, after we just got done kind of snapping for Christian, or even though she's a Scorpio at her worst, um, is that like, people are complicated, we're multifaceted, we contain multitudes, and Whoopi has also demonstrated some, you know, um, characteristics of a Scorpio at their worst, and as learn from those mistakes um for example as we mentioned you know scorpios when they're in with someone they're fucking in like they are yes. loyal to and a so when um it came to light that bill cosby had you know sexually abused assaulted harassed women for literal decades um she was one of the first to actually defend bill cosby um <laughs> saying that you know um there just wasn't enough evidence that she couldn't believe that bill cosby would do this you know eventually as the trial got underway a lot of the evidence became very public she eventually said you know "Eh, okay all signs are pointing to guilty he probably did it um you know she she came around but in the early days she was a very staunch defender of hers even in the face of just like R. Kelly levels of proof and like we knew this man was a rapist (laughs) like we knew that (laughs) like it was abundantly clear 
to Cal's point, uh, a Scorpio, because they feel such a deep connection to the people that they have allowed into their inner circle, considered to be close, it is hard for them to turn on that person without that person doing something directly to them to like cross a line. Yeah. Yeah. And classic moment of, well, he never did it to me. So I don't know. Again, to Cal's point, a Scorpio also has to think bigger picture. And as more evidence came out uh, and more people sharing their story, she was like, okay, I would like to retract <laughs> the previous statement. I would like to walk something back, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, thank you for coming to the right side of this. And also, you don't always have to defend your friends. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't, like, especially when they're rapists. Particularly, I saw I saw this woman on TikTok who, like, she I don't even remember what the original video was. She was giving some woman shit for being dumb, basically, yeah. and had a bunch of people in her comments that were like, what happened to women supporting women? Uh, eh. She's a black woman and was like, first of all, half of y'all will never support me because I'm a black woman, so mm. whatever. And then she goes, second of all, are you telling me that your friends who are women, no matter what they do, no matter how dumb they are, you support them? Absolutely not. If I'm your friend and supporting you, I'm going to tell you when you're a dumb bitch. Yep. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what absolutely. friends do, ladies. That's what friends are for. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so Whippy Goldberg, like Scorpio icon, like so much to admire, obviously. And also, you know, she's not perfect. She's fallen. She's learned from it. And that's all we can really ask of anyone, I guess. Um, Truly. Truly. Trying to unlearn this perfection. Well, and so now that we've, you know, we've talked about our two, our two iconic Scorpios, um, as is tradition here in the chaos, we also want to talk a little bit about like how Scorpio shows up in our charts um, and the, the roles that it plays in our lives. So, Sarita, you know, where is Scorpio in your natal chart? How does it show up for you? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of diving in. Diving in. Um, Scorpio is the ruler of my 10th house where Pluto resides. <sighs> The reason why not like Pluto being in your 10th house already is a lot like that's already a lot. But -hmm. then you put Mm -hmm. Scorpio on top of that Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. And I am so sorry. Which thank you. Every day is a struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me unpack that a little bit (laughs) for folks. Uh, One. Pluto uh, rules Scorpio. That is one of uh, Scorpio's ruling planets. So when a planet is in uh, one of its ruling signs, we call it its domicile. So like Pluto is comfy fucking cozy in Scorpio. Let's start there. Then, so this planet is very comfy, very cozy, very feeling good about itself, knows that it can do shit. Pluto in short, represents transformation, but specifically transformation from a deep place. For it's, context, Pluto is Hades. It is yes. in, in Greek mythology. Um, yes. And like, literally Pluto's trying to get to the depths, to the, the fucking underworld. heart of it. Yes. Pluto wants, the work of Pluto is to get you to do not just shadow work, but specifically to dive deep into your soul and find the icky parts that you do not like and want nothing to do with, and then figure out how to make peace with them and bring them to the light. That is, Pluto is Hercules going to the underworld, getting Meg, saving her, and taking her back to the land of the living, right? So we're doing all of that work (laughs) in a sign that helps us do that work. So like, that's kind of nice. But in my 10th house, which your 10th house represents legacy and like long-term impact. Some people say career and it's less of career in terms of like, what am I going to do at my job day to day? Like, what's the right job for me? Um, And more of what will the longevity of my career look like? What will the narrative of my career be like? Again, what will be the lasting impact? that my career can have. So like those are really heavy <laughs> th- 
things. That's yeah. there's a lot of heaviness going on, and it's the only. This is the only thing in my tenth house. Pluto is the only planet there, because <laughs> all the other planets are stacked in my fucking seventh house or in my twelfth house. Like I have a very. We'll do that later. Whatever. <laughs> um, I can't even start it. It's actually <laughs> really interesting knowing that this placement's in your tenth house because my Scorpio placement's in my seventh house. My son in Aquarius is in my 10th house. Um, so interesting that interchange of placements we've got going Ooh, on. Oh, I'm into that. Uh, um, so like, what does this actually mean in my life? Like outside of like talking about charts is the impact that I seek to have on the world. Like the, like what I'm constantly striving for when I think about what is the legacy I want to leave behind. Um, is that it not only creates the change that I am involved in, not only supports the community, but is also deeply connected to my own personal transformation and growth. So like, as I grow, my community grows, like that's the relationship here, um, which makes sense that I have so many planets in my seventh house of partnerships as well. Um, and uh, like I said, it can have this can be heavy. It can have a lot of feelings, a lot of intensity. I definitely can get stuck in these spirals of like, does any of this matter? Am I doing anything for the greater good? Does am I am I going to leave an impact? Right, like these big chess questions that some days don't actually serve a purpose, and other days they do. Um, and then also, I like the way I kind of describe it is that I'm constantly thinking about and moving from a place of how do I make other people feel versus what do I do, right? Like that phrase, it's like people will remember how you made them feel, not what you did for them or whatever, whatever, something like that. But for me, what that means is, again, like, am I having a positive impact on this situation, system, community, whatever I'm working in? And if I am, then that means I have to be vulnerable and willing to do deep personal work in order to like create change. Like I got a reading uh, a few months ago and the reader said, vulnerability will be your superpower. And I've heard that in a couple readings in different ways. And I think this placement really speaks to that because part of what makes me good at my job, part of what makes me good at community organizing, community advocacy, is my ability to connect with folks on a deep level quickly and then use that information to come up with solutions to a greater systems problem. But also, sometimes it makes me really fucking anxious <laughs> because I'm thinking about 12 different things and trying to manage all of my own feelings <laughs> and find some good in the midst of that. Uh, so it's a balance. Everything's a balance. Everything's a balance. Uh, but that is me and Scorpio. And then, as I have said, I was raised by, helped raised by a Scorpio, my grandma. I was raised by a Scorpio and a Capricorn. I never took a chance. Um, <laughs> had to be a Leo in that house. Had to be a Leo. <laughs> my brother's also a Capricorn. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I was the fun one. I was the chill <laughs> one. The sociopaths. Anyways, love you all. Cal, well, how does Scorpio show up for you? Oh, so um, Scorpio is in my seventh house of committed partnerships. And uh, my north node is also in Scorpio. Um, so... Uh, like I said, seventh house is, is committed partnerships. And so a lot of what we've been talking about with the ways in which Scorpio sort of like relate to other people really resonates with me. Um, particularly when it comes to my very, very close, um, you know, romantic partnerships and also, you know, very, very close friendships. Um, one thing about me that I've always really known that is also kind of like found in, in my chart is that as I mentioned, my my son is in my 10th house. I'm very concerned about legacy. There's a lot of focus on career and that kind of thing in my chart. But something that I've always felt is that if I don't have 
those really close relationships, those really close people to celebrate those accomplishments with, they kind of don't mean anything to me, mm -hmm. which is a little bit of a mind fuck when I have these other things in my chart that are like, no, but it's about legacy. It's about things that will last after you are gone. The thing is, like, the reason that I'm building things that will last when I'm gone is so that the people that I love can benefit from them, right? Um, and so I'm really not afraid to get deep in these types of partnerships. Um, and, you know, I am someone who I would say, like, pretty easily can, can see shit that you know, people are holding close. Like I can, I can cut through those things after just a short time of kind of knowing someone. Um, but as a Scorpio is tend tends to do, I keep my shit under lock and fucking key. Also an Aquarius. <laughs> right. Also an Aquarius. Because like, just because I can see it doesn't mean someone else is willing to share it with me or to mm. actually unpack that. And so like, I'm not going to talk about my shit until you've shown me that you're willing to talk about your shit. <laughs> Like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Listen, it's a game of chicken, and I'm not about to go first. Because um, <laughs> then I'm about to get fucking hurt. Who has time for that? For me. Uh -huh. um, you know, and something else that is very much true, especially in sort of my, like, romantic partnerships, is that, especially in, in some of my early romantic partnerships, I tend, I tended, this is something that I've I've been actively sort of working through in the last couple of years but i tended to i mean i was all in um in the sense that like i felt as if i could only find wholeness in another person as if i was mm. looking for kind of a half i was looking for my twin flame darling twin flames aren't real <laughs> they're just toxic <laughs> exactly and this, this scorpio <laughs> in my seventh house like really wants me to believe that I, there is a twin flame. There is a perfect match who will make me feel like a whole person. That gaslighting. That gaslighting. Turns out get, Scorpios sometimes gaslight themselves too. Oof. Um. So, you know, and and that toxic belief like really led to the failure a lot of, of a lot of my previous, um, all of my previous romantic partnerships, really, uh, because they couldn't withstand that pressure because it's an un- an unreachable standard for myself and also for the people that I was in relationship with. No one can be your everything. No, no. Um, and so, you know, I'm really having to be really conscious of that I'm in a relationship right now and like really having to be conscious of those things in that relationship in other relationships. And um, it's tough because like, not only is that like within my chart, but we're also conditioned to believe those things within the culture, within this economy, um, within all these systems of oppression in that, you know, we cannot be whole on our own. Um, and so that is that is a very toxic trait of Scorpio that tends to shine through that, you know, we're working really hard on scaling yes. back in our committed partnerships. Um, so we're all we're just learning and growing the best that we can. We're all doing our best. We're all doing and our best. And that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. And while working on those things, also trying to celebrate the power that is like being willing to dive into those depths. Like really trying to think it because I think for a, a large part of my life, I really thought of that as not a good thing. Like as something that people didn't want to go into those depths or that I was scared to dive into those depths, you know, knowing what I might find. Um and also trying to like lean into those things as a superpower, as something that is a gift, um, is also something that I'm trying to work through and I think become more comfortable with because, you know, as you pointed out, you know, an Aquarius is not one to share. We're not. <laughs> um, no. We tend to run from those feelings. I don't have it. This is, I think, the only water placement. That's not true. I think uh, I also have Saturn and Pisces in my chart. Um yeah that yes Ooh, correct okay it's we'll, heavy we'll get there <laughs> yeah 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 saturn return is coming quick i'm not ready for it um fun. so yeah it is a challenging placement for me given the other things that are at play in my chart but we're working through it we're working with it um we're doing be our best out here folks so i love that yeah um this is 
also one of two water placements in my entire chart. Yeah, we I had a reading recently, <laughs> and the person looked at me and was like, you're all earth and very little water. And I was like, tell me about it. Oh, um, I am all fire, baby. <laughs> yeah, I've got this sweet Capricorn stellium, this like Taurus rising, and then we got some air placements in that big three, and that's it. Um, anyways, so that's Scorpio season. We're all black. I will be commit to the emo. Get your black lipstick out, babes. Like brood, be moody, moody, dive deep. Find your people that you can dive deep with, and I don't know. Tell us. Have a dark night of the soul. Yeah, absolutely. Lean in. Give us the Elvira realness that we deserve. An icon. And with that, um, I think uh, we'll leave you here, babes. See you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this episode. To learn more about what we talked about in this episode, you can visit our website at inthechaospod.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thechaospod. And you can find me, Sarita, on the internet at Sarita Fonta. That's S-E-R-I-T-A-F-O-N-T-A. And you can find me, Caljack Cade, on the internet at Caljack Cade. C-A-L-J-A-C-K-C-A-D-E. Special thanks to our audio editor, John Dron, who you can find at John Dron, J-A-W-N-D-R-A-W-N. And thanks to digital designer Shannon Elder, who you can find at Shannon.Renee. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N dot R-A-Y-N-A-E. See you hoes next time. Bye. Bye.